Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Are you ready for a growth spurt? Well, I've got one for you today. One to two times a month, I'll give you a short message that I am calling a growth spurt that will help you narrow in on our focus of the month in ways that are bite-sized and super applicable right away. So let's jump on in. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to talk to you about a topic I've become a little obsessed with lately, and it's the idea of growing slowly. I have shortened that to it's okay to grow slow or it's okay to be a slow grow. I am a slow grow, my friends. So this episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my own story and how that has played out with me being a slow grow, as well as with this podcast. And I'm going to give you some tips about how to handle being a slow grow a little bit better and how to reframe it to something that is a positive thing rather than something you're not happy about. Okay, let's get into the topic for today. I think it's really easy, especially now in the social media age, to see other people's success and just decide it must come so easily to them and that they grew so quickly. We tend to see it from an outsider's perspective and discount all the work that's gone into it. I remember doing this myself, I mean, very often, but recently, um, you know, maybe the first, after the first year of doing my podcast, not a lot of podcasters were out there. And now people are dropping podcasts right and left. But I remember um, Awesome with Allison or the Allison show. She started her podcast, Awesome with Allison. And when she first did that, it was like, crap, another person who's starting a podcast and she's going to be successful right away. And of course she was. But it was easy for me to discount the years of work that has been behind her building up her business and then this podcast as an extension of it. Whereas for me, I have never, 
ever grown quickly. And a lot of times in my life that has been very frustrating because I've seen other successes and I've wondered why I can't be so successful. And I haven't been willing to see the work that went behind their own growth. So let me kind of pull back the curtain on my own life, my own history about how I have been a slow girl myself and why I now value that and how I can reframe it and see it as a positive thing instead of as frustrating as I had in the past. Now, many of you know that I danced for 14 years from the age 4 to four, um, to 18, and dancing was something I was very passionate about. Um, as a teenager, I got some lead roles and some important uh, recitals, and I loved doing it, but it took so much work for me to get to that amount. I worked really hard. Every time I went to class, I gave up my all and I was shaking as a as a child um, doing the exercises and doing my very best to succeed. In time, though, in high school, I began to think that I, I was only seeing side to side instead of looking inward with my dancing. And as I looked side to side and compare myself to others who seem to be so successful so easily and have so much talent, which many people do, and many people are born with an extra talent in some way. But what I did is instead make that mean to myself that it must mean I'm not meant to do this thing. And as I looked side to side, I lost my joy in dancing. And I quit dancing at 18, and I've almost never danced again. That is one thing I want to pick up again because it had been such a huge part of my life. Another area that I have grown really slowly in is my flute. I taught myself how to play my flute once I started seventh grade and I joined band class. My sister ahead of me had um, been a flute player in band in junior high, and I decided to take that on too because it was already there. The instrument was ready to go. And for three years there, I taught myself how to play the flute. And I became, you know, the first chair uh, for those three years. If someone saw it from the outside, they would think that I hadn't done anything to get there or that they would just discount the hard work that went behind it. But I practiced for hours a day. Learning how to play the flute took an incredible amount of persistence and effort and determination. In high school, I I finally got a teacher and learned so rate because of the things she had to teach me. But again, this is one of those things people probably thought, oh, this girl has a natural talent at the flute. And I know what went into it. I know the hours of work and effort and persistence that went into it. Um, And that's also something I quit in college too. So I hope you're also seeing a common thread here of comparison and how it can rob ourselves of the pride that we can take in our growth, even if it's so much slower than others. Looking back on my life, anything I've enjoyed and loved and been passionate about has also been something that I have grown slowly in. Others probably just saw a girl who was a Jane of all trades and maybe discounted the work and the years that went behind it like I have with others. And, you know, I fell into that trap many times. I've already talked about flute and um, and dancing. In college, I was it was easy for me to see that in others. I could discount other success by saying, wow, it just came so naturally to them. Um, but what I see now is I just lost my determination to grow. I got caught up in the failure instead of... Um, knowing what my my end point was, was to grow because I wasn't succeeding, quote unquote, succeeding in the way that I thought I should naturally. I only dwelt on my failures and my inadequacies and it robbed me of the joy and it robbed me of the persistence and the growth and the talent that I could have had. I talked a little bit more about this in a growth spurt last month on what is the story you are telling yourself. So I'm not going to repeat that all there, but I definitely learned that 
I want to grow. And if I want to grow, I need to be willing to grow very slowly and often compared to others, a lot slower than they do. This is hard. I am impatient. I want success now. I want this podcast to take off. I want it to be viral. I want this community to grow. I want to do everything with it. But looking back and seeing how, um, if I look through my life, uh, back on my life and what I was willing to grow slowly, how much more joy I had in the process, how much more willingness I had to persist, and how much more I learned because I was willing to grow slowly, I can now see that this is a big source of joy in my life and it is a positive. I cultivated persistence and that's something I am taking back now. My perfectionism um, took over my persistence and my 30s has been a time of recalibrating what it looks like to be successful and what it looks like to be good at something and to grow. So I'm going to tell you that it is okay to be a slow grow. Owning that for myself has been so freeing for me and has given me the push to try and not automatically categorize myself as a failure when I don't get what I want right away or even close to what I want. It is okay to be a slow grow because guess what? That means you are still growing. And in fact, you are growing. If you aren't willing to be a slow grow, you're not going to grow. Even when it doesn't look or feel like it, you are improving. I was thinking about this the other day. A year ago, I was still trying to get my confidence back after my numbers had fallen dramatically. And I shared how that ended up not being something that was my fault, but I took it to mean that for many months, a whole year in fact. But a year ago, it was six months into trying to get my confidence back. And I remember feeling embarrassed about my numbers. And as I learned to look at those numbers with gratitude and to cherish every single person who attended, to cherish the process again, like I was preaching, um, I began to get my confidence and my joy back. And now, guess what? A year later, my numbers are three times what they were a year ago. I did not recognize that until just this past week. I had to take a moment to tell myself, see, Monica, you have been growing. And it was so minuscule. It was so step by step that I hadn't even noticed how far I had come. That is what it's like to be a slow grow. I also think about my recovery from eating disorders. I am going to be really honest with you. For the first, I don't know, six years of my recovery, I'm now almost 13 years in, it was heartbreaking for me to not recover as quickly as I wanted to. Especially in the beginning, I felt so desperate about wanting to get better. And it was, it was uh, honestly, like again, the word is heartbreaking for me to fall back into patterns that I had been working so hard to overcome, to see that I was still struggling in many ways. And it's still something I am working on to this day. But when I look back 13 years ago when I started my recovery, I am a totally different person, completely different. The only way that happened was with the minuscule growth I worked on every single day, so much up, so much down. That slow growth has, has made me who I am right now. You, do you want to be a slow grow too? I hope you do. I hope you do seeing this because it, there is so much value in persistence and, and doing something because of the process and knowing you are worthwhile and trying anyway. So here is what you can do to better manage being um, someone who grows slowly. 
First, I want you to work on developing gratitude. Gratitude for where you are at right now. Gratitude for the people who are showing up for you and supporting you. Gratitude for the lessons you are learning, and that includes the ups and the downs. Gratitude. As I've worked on cultivating that, both with my recovery this podcast, I've been able to see it all in a much more positive light and therefore grow much more exp- uh, exponentially. The next step I would say is it has to do with persistence. Remind yourself where you're headed, not where you are, and keep going. Value the joy and, and the goodness that it means to be a slow grow. Persist anyway because of where you want to become and where you are headed. The third thing I have to tell you is to believe. Believe that the small things that are happening every day for you matter and are going to build up to something great. You have to believe in that process. And finally, I want to give you this great reminder. You are in the making of what you are doing, not the end product. This is something I talked about in the workshop this past weekend. It is not the end product that transforms us. It is the process that transforms us. And and I totally am butchering this because I don't have notes in front of me, if you can tell. But what I'm trying to teach myself and others is that is the process that transforms us, not the outcome. Oh, that's what I had said. So I'm going to say that one more time because now I said it correctly. It is the process that transforms us, not the outcome. And my friends, being a slow grow, while it's so frustrating and stressful and it's hard to not get caught up in comparison and even jealousy, I am a slow grow and it's better than okay. It's amazing and it's what I've needed in my life as hard as that is to accept. And I'm grateful that I've been a slow grow and I hope you know that it's okay for you to grow slow too. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to share it, share it, share it. That is the best way this podcast grows. I just want to thank you for showing up here once or twice a week alongside me. Carry on and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.